0: petersfield's shine radio hello i'm joff lacey and i'm claire venice we're taking a peapod break and showcasing some of our past peapods
1: over the summer weeks in the The peapod
0: if you love petersfield i
2: love the square the hangers the open house swimming pool
0: lots of fun shops then the peapod loves you
2: it's just a nice town
0: everything petersfield is in the peapod with claire venice and joff lacey
1: Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. This week we're bringing you a Peapod from November the 8th where we had the pleasure to meet with the Petersfield Orchestra.
3: Taking time out from a busy rehearsal for their November concert, we met with the chairman of the orchestra as well as the conductor and orchestra leader of this talented local group. And
1: trumpet soloist Lucy Humphries also joins us for a quick chat about her career and exciting future plans.
3: You'll be pleased to hear I left my tuber at home.
1: (laughs) Don't forget, we'll be spending the summer having a Peapod break, but we hope you enjoy listening to some of our favourite episodes from the last year in the Petersphere.
0: The P stands for Petersfield.
3: I think it's an amazing place to live.
0: The Peapod.
3: Hello, I'm Geoff Lacey.
1: And I'm Claire Venice. We're bringing you some music. And lots of concert cheer in this
0: week's Peapod. Pe- 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 if you love Petersfield, I love the square, the hangers, the
2: open air swimming pool,
0: lots of fun shops, then the Peapod loves you.
2: It's just a nice town.
0: Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Dennis and Geoff Lacey.
1: Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We're back at Church's College again, this time with the Petersfield Orchestra as they rehearse for their new
3: concert. We'll speak to Chairman of the Orchestra, Steve Bartholomew, Conductor, Robin Browning, Orchestra Leader, Helen Purchase, to find out what's in store for their upcoming November concert.
1: And Susie had to contend with high winds in Berriton in her wild walk.
3: We end this week's Peapod with a song from Callum Gardner, who was featured recently on Mandy P's local showcase.
0: The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Hi, Geoff.
3: Hello, Claire. Now, we're back at churches in the background of this whole recording. We're accompanied by the Peterland Orchestra. How does it sound? It sounds
1: amazing. This is a rehearsal uh, for their concert later on in November. And they sound great. So, Claire, how was your week been? It's been all right, actually. It's gone quite quickly, considering I thought it was going to be a long week after half-term was the week before, going back after half-term. And, of course, the clocks have changed, so it's... Yeah darker earlier which I don't like and it always feels a bit of a struggle but actually it's, it's been okay how about you Geoff well yes
3: main thing really is clocks have changed it's darker when I'm driving home I'm back in Chichester most of the time dear watch dear season dear season
1: Ooh,
3: have someone, you seen any not yet but someone did ask me uh, beginning of the week Geoff it's been nearly two years you must have got over it aren't you of the of the mind that you've hit one once you're not going to hit another one and I said no in my world if it's happened once, it could happen again.
1: Yeah, it could, you know? and you're absolutely right. You must sort of get to that point where it happened. And be, I imagine you're quite nervous driving oh, yes. past that bit. It, yeah. is,
3: it is amazing how much, even now, the nighttime driving has been affected. Do you go
1: the long way? Could you go the long way I instead? could go the
3: long way, but it's been all right this week because, because the clocks have only just changed. It's still quite light, and we finish at four, so it's not been too bad.
1: Okay, well, here's hoping,
3: Geoff. So, Claire, big news in our household this week. It's been in the news the last couple of days. We're recording this on the fourth. It's been in the news the last couple of days. A popular confectionery, which brings out boxes of sweets around Christmas time, has dropped the mini coconut one. I've read this too. How will this affect your household?
1: Yeah, it's shocking. Well, for me particularly, I don't think it will affect anybody else because I think I'm the only <laughs> one that eats it. Which is which is the exactly reason why the,
3: exactly the same drop. reason our household only one out of the four. Eats Who eats it? Oh, the good lady wife. Oh, yeah. Yummy. Coconut.
1: Do you know what, though? It's interesting you brought this up because I was shopping uh, in Southampton and they... I don't know how to say this if I'm supposed to say names, but another chocolate box that's popular at Christmas is also bringing in a new flavour. I think you can only get it at a particular department store. And they were giving out samples. It's a honeycomb one. Oh,
3: hello. Delicious. Hello.
1: Really nice. So look out for the new honeycomb. Oh, I like honeycomb. Chocolate. Mm. With, with chocolate as oh, well. Oh, lovely. And it had, it had that nice little kind of sparkly tingle on your tongue afterwards. What do they oh. put on that? That sort of special tingly. Oh, magic dust. Yeah, dust. That's it. Oh, hello. Special for Christmas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's not talk about Christmas just yet, Claire.
1: Well, it's coming. It's not far away.
3: Uh, I know. I know. <laughs>
1: So it's nice to be back at churches again? Yes. Last week was great fun it was at great the Peter fun, was it?
3: In on reflection it was it was a we were 4 hours recording and it flew by and it was just a wonderful evening, wasn't it?
1: It was. It was. Very different evening with the music here. It's honestly it's just sounding wonderful. <laughs> Claire. We're just very
3: cultured, aren't we? That's that's what we have got to and
1: so is petersfield obviously
3: obviously (laughs) (laughs) we'd love to hear from you so if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi please do call or whatsapp us on 01730 555 500 or send an email to team at shineradio.uk
0: the p stands for petersfield
3: i think it's an amazing place to live
0: the p pod
1: the Petersfield Orchestra has been bringing music to the people of Petersfield for over 90 years. Performing three concerts a year in March, June and November, the orchestra is now preparing for their upcoming season.
3: And in the midst of a busy rehearsal, Chairman of the Orchestra Steve Bartholomew has taken time out to talk to us. Hello
4: Steve, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine thanks, Geoff. Good to see you. Thank and you very you. much for coming.
3: Well,
1: thanks for inviting us. We're very excited to listen to a rehearsal this evening. How are, how are the rehearsals going?
4: Well, rehearsals are going really well. Um, this is about rehearsal uh, nine, I think, of ten Fridays. But we only have part of the orchestra with us on Friday nights. We bring in quite a lot of guest players for our concert. So we have an afternoon rehearsal on the concert day and uh, then obviously they're with us for the concert in the evening. And we have some of the exotic instruments with us then, like the harp, for example, is coming in, which is lovely to have.
1: So how many core members do you have in the Petersfield Orchestra, and how many come in for the actual concert?
4: Well, we have about round about 35 regular players, and I think our strength will be closer to 60 for this concert, because um, we have lost a few players because of COVID. Not so much people no longer playing at all, but just taking a step back for a while, or one or two retired. So we're a little bit down on numbers since COVID, but um, we've got plenty of good friends who come in and play with us when we need them to.
3: And, And how did COVID affect the orchestra?
4: Well, obviously, like everything else, we stopped. We stopped for a good period of time, but we took every opportunity, in, particularly in late 2020, I think, and certainly last calendar year, to get back. So our first concert was in June 2021. Uh, we'd been rehearsing on and off for it around the lock- lockdowns, but the key thing was that we could only perform to a very small audience, Um, and which we did in St Mary's in Lis, which is a new venue for us. And we'd been doing some rehearsals there as well. And we only about an orchestra, but just under 40 and an audience of just over 40. And it was strings only. It was Vivaldi Four Seasons and some other pieces, but it was fantastic. Just great to be back. And then we did a wind only concert in TPS in October. And then in November last year, we were back as an orchestra playing in St Peter's.
1: That must have felt amazing.
4: Yes, it did. And it was great that we could play in St Peter's because obviously the Festival Hall, um, where we're going to be playing in a couple of weeks' time, um, was being used as a vaccination centre. So great to be at St Peter's and thanks to them.
1: Now, this year the orchestra is planning a a concert on the 17th of November. Can you tell us more about the concert this year,
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's a Tchaikovsky sandwich. (laughs) Tchaikovsky is actually the outer layers of the sandwich. The fabulous Romeo and Juliet overture, which is very passionate and um, incredibly well known. Um, And then the outer layer of the sandwich is the fourth symphony which again is tremendously exciting but it's got some very tender moments in it as well and that's a big meaty work for a very large orchestra as is the Romeo and Juliet and in the middle we have this lovely gem of a 20th century trumpet concerto by this chap Alexander Aratunian who uh, was Armenian, he died in 2012, he was aged 91 Um, and it's very tuneful people think you know relatively modern music is going to be discordant and difficult but it it isn't it's a beautiful piece and we're very lucky to have Lucy Humphries playing the solo part with us
3: and how do you go about choosing what music you're going to play
4: well um, a small number of us including Robin Browning our music director and Helen Purchase our leader uh, and myself and our librarian Uh, and one of our other long-standing members um, actually sit down in about January and we plan the next season so the dates are usually in the diary for whatever venues we're going to be using usually the festival hall Um, but the actual programs are put together um, you know in January for the first concert of the season which is November.
1: And do you play an instrument yourself Steve?
4: Yes I do (laughs) I play what some people might think is an unusual instrument I play the bassoon Uh, I'm one of the two bassoonists in the orchestra, Uh, most of the time there are two of each woodwind instrument in the orchestra. Occasionally you get extra instruments as well as the the bassoon, which is a bit like the cello equivalent to the woodwind. Um, Sometimes you get something called a contra or double bassoon which is twice the length and goes down an octave lower. So you kind of feel that more than you hear it sometimes. <laughs> but I don't play that. My colleague, Richard, who plays first bassoon in the orchestra, is also a fabulous double bassoon player as well.
1: If someone is listening to us now and, and interested in joining the orchestra, what do they have to do?
4: Well, really, they need to contact us through the website. is really good. Um, there's uh, an email address there. And uh, just write into us and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, or just say, you know, this is what I play, and, you know, a little bit about standard. We're really looking for people sort of at Grade 8 standard uh, or above. Not necessarily that they've got that as a qualification, but that they they are able to play at that level, and really we need people who've already got some orchestral experience as well.
3: That could be me, Claire. Peacewood Orchestra, 1988, playing the tuba. Only got to Level 5, Grade 5, though.
4: Uh, Yeah, unfortunately you'd be up against some stiff competition. (laughs) And and unfortunately, Geoff, one of the other things is that um, as our regular Friday nights, we don't have uh, the full brass section. We just have French horns um, and we bring our trombones and our trumpets and our uh, tuba um, in for concert day.
1: Oh, well, job.
4: <laughs> I'm sure
1: there'll be another outlet <laughs> at some point for your tube applause. <laughs> I'm sure. We'd love
4: to see you anyway.
1: <laughs> Steve, it's been really good to talk to you. Thank you so much for telling us more about the orchestra here.
4: That's great. Thanks, Claire.
3: Susie returns to Beryton after a long absence and notes much change in her wild walk this week.
5: Come on, Oh, there's a new signboard. Now, I haven't been back to Beryton for a long time and we've got the boy with us. So this might be a very interrupted wild walk today, but welcome to Queen Elizabeth Country Park. So I've done my usual, which is parking at Kiln Lane. It's incredibly windy today, but they've been cutting down shrubs and so on. It's quite tidy, as my mum might have said. Apparently they're jays, fungi and beechwoods if you didn't know so there, there is actually a little map here now because um, I used to quite like this end because nobody knew where we were um, but this is quite exciting so I'm hoping the wind won't be too annoying for you Come on Boiki So the foster dog went into town today uh, with his advanced trainer and Rain and I also Rain, come along Rain went into town and had a huge fuss made of her she always has a fuss made of her by Sally in One Tree Books Rain pretends um, that she likes reading so that's fine, she actually likes biscuits uh, but when we were coming out there was a nice lady who'd been looking at her quite a lot in the shop and the woman said "Oh, I lost my black Labrador the other week quite elderly and I really, really felt for her But I just heard that at canine partners, they often have to retire dogs, particularly if there's um, a partner going in. Often they they can't really manage having two dogs, so one has to retire through no ill fate. Don't go too far. Good. Because rain's doing her crimble. This beginning bit of the walk is very, very sharp and stony. And it does put me off a bit because I don't like to see her. That's good, hurting her paws. Young dog, wait for us. And I'm slightly panting because it's quite steep at the start. Anyway, this woman's making a great fuss of rain. And I said about the retired dogs, and she said, oh, I had no idea. She didn't even know about Canine Partners itself because she was from Fairham. And I think I might have interested her in it because... She said, oh, I'd love to think of giving a last sort of happy few years to a dog that's gone into service on behalf of other people. So isn't that lovely? Oh, rain. Rain has set off like an idiot. Um, And it was just a small dog, in fact. But anyway, I'll leave it here and we'll have a bit more later on. i'm recording this bit because for the first time in a long time it's in a big group of ramblers so just in case this is a new one hello, hello. hello. Yeah. good let's go straight hi uh, hello hello, hello. <laughs> good come on then very good boy or is hey. good boy This us Come on then Very good Hello Yeah I think definitely the uh, U3A Rambling Or is that what You know they're the only people that walk now People of my age Hello You see I go slightly posh It's hilarious isn't it Um, It's so good to see people on a nice day enjoying themselves that was very well done dogs it was Okay, going straight come on then this is exciting romping in leaves let's all romp don't know if that's very irritating but we're all running and if you haven't run for a while then run with the dogs under um, your let's go this way. How exciting is that? Come on, Embreaky. It. Oh, it's brilliant! I love it. I'm probably going to fall flat on my face, so I'll stop now <laughs> and report later if there's anything exciting. We're right up at one of the highest points now. This is partly a test to see, yes, they've noticed and they've stopped. And in a minute they're looking strange. Make the right decision you two. Yes. Good. Um, I'm just looking down because it's one of the highest points. That is very, very good. Excellent dogs to come. It's gone quiet because I've just had to bite that chew in half. It's like I'm suddenly Matt Hancock because it's actually an insect bar. Um, ooh, tastes a bit like cheese, um, but it's gone rock hard because so it's obviously so old. Um, but they love it. Anyway, I'm here and I just want to stop and say it's like flying in a green sky. It's extraordinary because there's still so many leaves on the trees. Very, very good. Good boys, it coming back. Do you want to say hello to the listeners? Bit of scuffle for you, that's good. And because we're so high and looking down through the canopy in all its various forms, really, I suppose, yes, it is because the trunks are there, but mostly these swaying branches in this wind. Um, and I just wanted to there, share that moment with you, they're dancing, it's wonderful. Okay, I'm coming. Good,
1: good. Coming up, we meet orchestra leader Helen Purchase. But before that... Let's meet the conductor of the orchestra, Robin Browning. Robin is a lecturer in conducting at Southampton University. An award-winning performer, educator and expert conducting coach, he believes in the power of music to change people for good. Hi, Robin. Thanks so much for joining us. You're in the middle of rehearsals here and just taking a quick break. How are things going?
6: They're going very well. Um, Tonight's the first uh, time we've met our soloist, Lucy Humphreys, for the Arachunian Trumpet Concerto. Uh, It's not the first time we've met her, because we did uh, some concerto work with her a number of moons ago, Um, but it's the first time the orchestra have rehearsed for this programme with her on the Arachunian Trumpet Concerto, with the gig being in, what, 10 days' time? No. But yeah, around about that on the 17th, isn't it? Yeah, close. Yeah, so around the corner. So, it's, the first, so it's, it's it's our first meeting. It just makes the dress rehearsal a little bit easier if we've already met the soloist, which we're all really keen to do normally. And and how did it go? It went very well. You know, she's a good quality player. So she's intelligent. She's a perceptive musician. She's really well prepared and plays breathtakingly amazing. It just makes it easy, uh, I think, for a conductor uh, and for an orchestra, for that matter, and... Uh, a soloist who's brilliant and well-prepared just makes life so, so easy. You don't really have to work terribly hard. And uh, I think, yeah, it, it went very... I mean, it's not an easy piece for her, and it's not an easy piece for the band to accompany, but uh, everything seems to slot together alarmingly well. Ooh. I don't want to jinx anything, of course, but they did go, it did go very well.
1: well. That's great to hear. How long have you been conducting the Petersfield Orchestra?
6: I kind of... This is my second incarnation as it were, um, because I conducted the Petersville Orchestra for some time, and I can't remember how long that was. You'd have to ask the chairman, Steve Bartholomew, because he knows these things better than I do. Mm-hmm. But for quite a while, I did. And then I moved on. Uh, I, I, I decided to progress other um, areas of my music-making, step back, and um, the orchestra worked with other conductors for ooh, three, four, five years, I forget. And then... I've come back because they asked me to step in to to cover um, an unwell conductor and it was lovely to be back with the orchestra again and then it just worked out that I was ready to come back to the orchestra and the orchestra were ready to uh, welcome me back is is, is the best way of putting it and uh, we've been working together this time around for about two years. I'm not quite sure I'm turning to the leader of the orchestra because we're not it's about that long yeah it's a while overall it's quite a few years
3: and but I believe you've got quite a busy schedule on you've got lots of things in pies with with jobs that you do
6: yeah yeah well I mean I'm a professional conductor so I conduct all over the place and I've got a, a, a number of orchestras uh, in the south I do work uh, with Haven't Chamber Orchestra which is the other orchestra to Haven. Symphony Orchestra. I'm, of course, with Petersfield Orchestra. Um, I run my own orchestra in Southampton, a professional orchestra called Son Orchestra. I'm a, a conducting tutor at Southampton University, and a new role for me since the start of 2022 is Professor of Conducting for the British Army. So I teach all the conductors in the army across Across the army, who are training to become the bandmasters and directors of music of tomorrow, and uh, that's a job that I, I really, really do love. I thought it would all be marches and um, um, all the rest of it, and it's not at all. It's uh, some fascinating people I work with, and um, I, I, yeah, I, and it all kind of dovetails together really nicely. It all fits together. Um, sometimes it can be quite busy. Is it? Is it just the army, or is it all, all services? It's just just the army. Just the army. Um, um, because other services have their own uh, conducting professors and, um, and so on and so forth. But the Army, yeah, that's mm-hmm. enough. I've got eight uh, students currently. Wow. And like I say, it all kind of dovetails re- really beautifully, and I can still carry on all my uh, university work with my young conductors at University of Southampton and the orchestras that I conduct here at Petersfield and elsewhere up in London and in Essex as well as where I, I conduct regularly as well. And what are you looking forward to most with this You know, I think... I mean, I love the Aratunian. It's a great little piece. It doesn't come out for me personally terribly often as a conductor. But, you know, Tchaikovsky's always a favourite of mine. I love Tchaikovsky. Uh, Not everyone does. I do. I love Tchaik 4. It's it's just such a a towering masterpiece among symphonies. I love doing it, and I haven't done it for ages. I don't know how we come across pieces as performers that you kind of go, oh, hello, old friend. Mm -hmm. You go, I haven't seen you for a while. What, what, what are you, what, what are we going to bring to each other this time around and i can 't remember the last time I did Chike Four, but it was some years ago i don 't know how it 's just escaped it just hasn 't maybe I did it too many times a decade ago or something but I love it it 's just such an extraordinary symphony it 's like all Great Tchaikovsky and Romeo and Juliet as well. It's that extraordinary combination that Tchaikovsky has of of, pay, of passion and pathos and and you know angst and and exuberance and uh, you know it kind of goes from darkness to light. Uh, incredibly breathtaking. I love it.
1: So, what started your interest in conducting?
6: Um, I think two things really. One. I was just passionate about the sound of music. I just loved the sound that music. i loved, loved the noise it made. I just love harmony. I love chords. I love th- what it does sonically. Um, and secondly, when I was a school kid, I was a school kid in rural North Yorkshire, as you can't tell from my accent. Um, I had a really charismatic uh, head of music who I kind of con- who conducted the orchestra and conducted the the, the wind band and all the rest of it, and i thought oh i 'm going to have a go at that and I just stole my mother 's knitting needles <laughs> and, and started kind of beating them out of shape um, to some Beethoven in my bedroom up in up in north yorkshire and um, yeah, and I kind of got the bug and then I went to university and did more, and then I kind of did more and i studied more i studied in italy and i studied in america and uh in this country and uh, i just have done more and more and more and then i i, I certainly these days with being able to teach it I, I kind of feel like i'm extraordinarily lucky to be able to work in the way that i do and to pass on what i know to the well yeah to the next generation of conductors i suppose
1: and have you noticed throughout your career that conducting has changed in any oh, way? Oh,
6: yes, hugely. Well, I mean, when I started, I mean, I, I, mean, I started professionally probably about 25 years ago. Um, you know, there were very, very few women conductors. I mean, why is that? It's nonsense. There's, there's no reason why women can't conduct. Um, but it was just, you know, that, that, that imbalance. And that pendulum has kind of swung the other way. There's a lot of people... In this country, and in Europe, and in America, people like Marin Alsop and Sean Edwards and so on, who've who've been really trying to push things to open the podium up to more women and to other people who are, you know, yeah, I guess minority voices on the podium, and that's changed massively. It's become much more young persons' uh, game, if you like. It's no longer the the preserve of the, you know, uh, white. You know, silver-haired octogenarian man. Um, it's uh, it, it's 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 a much wider profession, and I think um, there's 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 yeah. I think that's a good thing. Definitely a good thing. Robin, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck with with the evening. Thank you very much.
1: Helen Purchase is the orchestra leader here at the Petersfield
3: Orchestra. Helen's love of the violin started at a young age and has taken her around the UK as both a teacher and orchestra leader. She now works at Churches College as head of performing arts. Hello, Helen, how are you? Hello, fine, thank you. Let's start with a bit of basics. What is an orchestra leader?
7: Orchestra leader, of course, a very important person. (laughs) Um, Now, the orchestra leader um, has several jobs, really, um, in both in rehearsal and in preparing the orchestra. During rehearsal purposes, my job is to obviously be second to the conductor, follow the conductor's every move. Um, I have a job to lead the entire orchestra, making sure the orchestra follows what the conductor wants to do, um, follows the soloist as well. And hopefully the whole orchestra is following me so that we all keep together and, you know, one unified orchestra. ensemble. Um, In terms of the violin section you might notice if you ever watch an orchestra that all the bows of the string instruments ideally go in the same direction. Everyone plays their bows in the same direction so it's the leader's job to make the bowings and decide when it's going to be a down bow and when it's going to be an up bow so my job is to do that and hopefully everybody then does the same so we're all unanimous. Um, We tune up the orchestra as well you might notice at the beginning of the concert the leader tunes up the orchestra and he solos of course I play Um, Yeah, and generally just play strongly so everybody's got a good lead to follow.
3: That sounds like a lot of responsibility. (laughs) I was
1: just thinking that when you went along this. How long have you been the leader of the Petersfield Orchestra? Oh gosh, what a question. Um,
7: Well, a long time. (laughs) Um, I arrived in Petersfield, um, this is very embarrassing now, in about 1993, uh, September of 1993, and I came to watch a piece of the orchestra concert um, just before I moved to the area to come to this job um, where I teach at Church's College. And I joined the orchestra straight away, so you can work it out, that's quite a lot of years. I wasn't leading at that stage though just came in and sat at the back of the first violins to begin with and you're so
1: you're a violin player what age were yes. you when you started to play the violin I
7: was four when I started to play the violin yes my mother says that I said that I really want to play the violin I cannot remember back to those um those days but she apparently said that I was very keen to start and there I was my mother was a piano teacher she came to all my violin lessons because I learned the Suzuki method um so she came to all my lessons and it went from there really
3: and how are you finding the pieces for this concert?
7: Oh, I love them. Yes, yes. Part of my favourite romantic music. Um, really good fun. And the Aratunian Trumpet Concerto is great. Lucy was um, once a student here at Church's College. So it's lovely to see her back after quite a lot of years now. So it's really lovely to hear her again after all those years. Yeah.
3: And what's it like to be playing again after a couple of years out with the pandemic?
7: Well, we, we tried to keep going as much as we could the pieces of the orchestra. Um, obviously not during the height of the lockdown, but as soon as we were able to, we had the string section back, and did a very small concert with social distancing. So we tried to keep it going as much as we could, but we didn't have the full orchestra such as you hear tonight and in the concert. So it's oh, it's just brilliant to be back music making again. We, we miss that as performers, definitely.
1: Now also you play the viola, I understand. Yes. Do you play the viola in the orchestra or is that something you just do in a, in a different way? <laughs> (laughs) Um, I do play the viola yes Um, I obviously
7: lead the violin on the violin in this orchestra but I do play the viola in string quartets and if other orchestras need viola players I can play the viola yes or I teach the viola as well because
1: it's quite an unusual instrument isn't it I think people tend to go for the violin or the cello possibly yes. but the, the viola is the one in the middle isn't definitely it? and I think it's a very underrated
7: instrument it's a beautiful instrument it makes a gorgeous sort of um very warm mellow sound and um yeah yeah I took a long time before I took up the viola but I was very pleased I did you earn lots of money being a viola player because um no one ever has enough viola players yes. in the world so you're always asked <laughs> to do gigs and and concerts and things they always want viola players
1: oh. <laughs> well, I can see you're raring to go back to the second half of your rehearsal here it's been lovely to talk to you Helen thanks very much oh thank you very much thank you Mm
3: -hmm. and finally we're delighted to be joined by trumpet player Lucy Humphreys who will be the soloist of the Aretunian trumpet concerto hello Lucy how are you
8: hi I'm doing well thank you how are you
3: very well good now the rehearsals we're mid rehearsals you Mm -hmm. sounded fantastic thank you very much how's it going for you
8: yeah not too bad thank you Um, yeah the rehearsal was a lot of fun um, the orchestra is sounding great, and uh, it's it's a great piece to play, Arutuni. It's a lot of fun, um, but yeah, things are things are going all right at the moment. Thank you. Um, they've been a bit strange for the last couple of years with everything that's happened, but um, but things things are picking up. I've got a debut album coming out in March, um, so currently sort of in the throes of sorting out all the admin for that, which is fun. But um, but yeah, things things are going well. Thank that's you. That's really exciting. <laughs> oh, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Are they uh, your own pieces, composer? Are they? Uh, no. Well, it's. It's, it's it's a bit of everything in the album. There's a, a few arrangements of mine of um, some Janacek and some Respighi, so a, an orchestral suite and also some piano stuff, uh, and then a piece that was composed for me back in 2018, um, and also just some solo trumpet stuff um, that is written by other composers. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a really fun program. I'm I'm really excited to to bring it to people's ears, um, but it should be it should be good. And how long have you been playing the trumpet? For oh now? no, um, <laughs> oh boy, uh, I want to say about sixteen years. That seems about right, I think. Um, I, yeah, I realised the other day that I'm fast coming up on twenty years with the trumpet, which it doesn't really bear thinking about. <laughs> what, but yeah, a what, while. What made you want to pick up the trumpet? Out of all the instruments oh, you could possibly choose, it was it was basically the nearest one. <laughs> it was um, my my primary school. Um, I don't think they had any other music lessons apart from uh, a local brass teacher just came and started giving free brass lessons. Or, or maybe they weren't free, but they were very subsidised at least. And I had always loved music. I was always... My mum's my got pictures of me conducting and sitting at a piano, just pressing notes when I was a toddler. Um, so it was just... She, I think, the brass teacher put me in the direction of a, of a cornet and went, try this. So I did, and I just didn't look back really just an instrument to make music on give it to me and i'll play
3: <laughs> now helen told us that you went to school
8: here i because. did yes so what's it like in this new music room much better than the old <laughs> one <laughs> yeah i, I t- drove into the car park and I was like, oh my goodness me this is huge it's yeah it's very swanky very very nice and it's yeah it's really nice to actually see a purpose-built sort of theatre theater concert hall space um, because when, when I was here we didn't have that at all um, and I think basically the only practice room was like a little a little cell that I tended to commandeer most of the time. <laughs> and have you played with the
1: Petersfield Orchestra before?
8: Yes, I have. I did the... I think I did the Haydn with them. I don't know when, at some point. And I also did uh, Carnival of Venice with them in, I think... I think Helen said today, possibly 2012. I don't know. Times has gone very strange. But uh, yes, I played with them a few times. Yeah. So how's it feel to come back? Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, they're they're a great great group of people, and it's nice to see some familiar faces as well.
1: And have you been doing any other live concerts around the UK at
8: all? Um, yeah, I do, I do a lot of um, contemporary stuff, a lot of modern modern things, a lot of chamber music. Um, so I've been doing. Doing a lot of that kind of stuff. I've got a recital partner that I play with. He's a pianist, and uh, we tend to give recitals uh, around at sort of uh, classical music festivals and things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did a, did a great piece earlier in the year that was for various percussion, including glass bottles and what I think were meant to be sort of Tibetan singing bowls, but the percussionists couldn't get hold of any, so he used scaffolding pipes instead. <laughs> so that was entertaining.
3: <laughs> and, and what does the future hold?
8: well hopefully more of the same really I'd, I'd i'd very much like to um keep doing recitals as much as i can i'd love to work with working with composers is something i'm really really passionate about so um i've got i've got a few projects in the pipeline for for that kind of thing um so hopefully if funding comes through for them which at the moment is a bit of a ah, subject um hopefully that'll that'll uh, set things in motion next year but yeah at the moment sort of prepping for album launch and and Whatever comes out of that
1: sounds absolutely brilliant. Lucy, <laughs> it was a pleasure to hear you play in rehearsal. Thank you. The rehearsal. It's a pleasure and to talk to you. Best of luck for the concert on the 17th of November. Thank you very much.
3: And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks also to our guests, Steve Bartholomew, Robin Browning, Helen Purchase, Lucy Humphreys and everyone in the Petersfield Orchestra here this evening. Susie Wilde as well as to our editor M. Sefton-Smith and the Shine Radio team.
3: We end this week's People with a song from Callan Gardner who was featured recently on Mandy P's local showcase.
1: So from Joff and I this week, bye! bye. Driving along, driving along,
2: driving along into no wrong. If you get the picture. Singing a sound, singing a sound, singing a sound till it turned it up. And I gave him the finger. I said, Why'd you have to do this time? You could have picked any other Set to swing high He said, Son, I bet you live like you speak. Extremely insensibly, what you ache to bleed for? Me? I ain't waiting to bleed for no. They're slowly setting sun ready oh, oh, oh. to drop the road I'm just enjoying the road, the road. in it slowly setting sun. I won't do what I'm told. I'm a villain on the run. Just out am causing some trouble. I'm with bottle I a bottle, of find sweet, dirty mixture. Rum the keys, my echo, while I'm out on the prowl. I'm not for a messy occasion i not ashamed of my actions This ain't desperation Ignoring the general segregation of people like a species she's in danger We ain't gonna be silly I ain't waiting to bleed for no one Join the road and be slowly I'm just enjoying the road and be this slowly I am waiting to bleep, waiting to bleep for Dunluo. Just enjoy the road so in yeah, this slowly setting sun. Slow. So I am waiting to bleep for Dunluo.
3: So just enjoy yeah, the road in
2: this slowly setting sun. I still wouldn't look back with regret or run More love from the lessons I shouldn't have been taught. Still I think to all my days are a-wasting But it's my fault or you're someone I don't have the patience I said, don't watch out that dude this time you could have picked any other citizen huh? He said, son, I bet you live like you speak Extremely insensibly, what you're aching to believe for I am waiting to please I'm just enjoying the road in this slowly setting sun And I'm waiting to leave for no one I'm just I'm just enjoying the road in this slowly setting sun
1: on petersfield let's build a band a beat from dragon street and a snare from the square a bass from penn's place a glyph from liss and a fill from bell hill
0: oh some vocals from us locals and the dave gilmore of tillmore Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios. Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.